I'm Laura Engel, Fox News Radio, and we are sitting down and spending a few moments with none other than Tom Shalou. Shalou. Hi. Uh, we used to do Shalou. Shalou, Shalou. You remember oh, that yes, one, right? Yes, of course. Of course. That's what they used to sing when I was in junior high. Oh, did I bet you got that a lot. I did. So oh. I embraced it. Yes. I was. That's what I would do. I would embrace the... If someone tried to make fun of me, mm-hmm. I, you have to turn into the skid. That's, you know, turn into the skid. I <laughs> like that. See, I should have done more of that because I got Laura Ingle, haha, Little House on the Prairie. Right. And How's Ma and Pa. I used to get that. And I still do at grocery stores. It's weird. And I, you know, should have turned into the skid and done a whole routine of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And, and had some dialogue ready and some scripts. <laughs> Um, Tom Shalou is here and he's, uh, of course, you know him from Fox News. You've done a variety of hosting and commentary and all kinds of things. You were on Red Eye for a long time. Red Eye. I mean, it was Red Eye with Greg Gutfeld, then it was Red Eye with Tom Shalou, and now it's just in the past. (laughs) It's in the past. (laughs) What are you doing around Fox News these days? Well, I've been doing uh, Fox News Talk, Mm -hmm. been filling in there, and looks like there's some, you know, a lot going on on radio. So, uh, you know, look look forward to some special announcements. Absolutely. All right. So you've got a book out, and it's very colorful, and you're getting a tattoo on the front, which I can appreciate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you've got a lot of different titles. Down the Arm, uh, as this is the theater of the mind in radio, uh, the cover of the book, it's Mean Dads for a Better America, the Generous Rewards of an Old-Fashioned Childhood. And you are getting tatted down a sleeve, and it says jock crossed out, nerd crossed out, brain crossed out, donk? Dork. Dork. Yeah. Or donk, but yeah. dork. Somebody needs better cursor. No, I'm kidding. And punk and, uh, and does it say clown? Clown. Is it about to do clown? That's what I settled on, I think. <laughs> a lot of you. So you've worn a lot of different uh, descriptors, uh, but this is a book about, you know, just growing up the way you did and turning to the next generation. So tell yeah. you, you tell me, what is your book about? How well, do you see it? I, I, I started writing essentially a memoir about growing up in the 70s. And as I was writing it, I was thinking of it. You know, when I grew up in the 70s, it seemed like the modern age was upon us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, uh, you know, people with, uh, it was like the, the, the music and the, the fashion. And I felt like I was living in the modern world. Mm-hmm. But when I write back on my childhood, it does seem quaint like The old days. And I realized the 70s was a lot more like the 50s because when you look at a movie and you see people with the long hair and the, you know, like the beads, like they just got out of Woodstock. Yeah. It wasn't really like that in the small towns of America. It would look more like Mayberry. Right. And so we would go to parades. We would salute the flag. I had a very old fashioned childhood. We would run around outside and, you know, kids were barefoot all summer. I mean, barefoot. Right. Most of the kids in my town, they didn't wear their shoes all summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just freedom, and the parents were stricter, dads were meaner, as I say, moms were tougher, the, there were more bullies on the playground, and yet we we turned out great. Right. And so, you know, I, I decided there was a thesis in there about looking back, and maybe we can learn. We look back to the past, and we, I, I'm not telling anyone how to live or raise their children or anything like that, but you look back, you laugh about the way we were raised, and maybe we can take a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know? And use it. Maybe I can be a little bit meaner as a dad. (laughs) (laughs) How many children? Two kids. Mm -hmm. Two daughters. Yeah. 11 and 7. Wow. Uh, Those are great ages. Uh, I have a four-year-old son. So it was, uh, I was very interested in skimming your book and I'm going to read more of it later because it's so, first of all, it's very funny. Obviously, you're a funny guy. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's great. And, you know, when you go to the beginning of the book, 
um, you say you're not, you don't want to tell anybody how to live. Yeah. But as you go through the chapters, be afraid, be practical, be satisfied, be thrifty. It goes on. Be yourself. Be bold. Yeah. But it is kind of a, a, a tutorial in a way of just some things that you can embrace. Yeah. I tried to mix the genre of memoir with a kind of a how-to. And it's like how to be happy because I'm a happy guy. I spent most of my childhood afraid of people. I was afraid of my dad because, you know, he was a big scary guy. I came home from work every day. I was afraid of the bullies on the playground, afraid of my teachers, you know, because we, we had to be. And yet I was really happy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, why why did I grow up so happy? I think it was the way I was raised. So I just started telling stories about my childhood and, you know, and then maybe we can take a lesson out of each one of them. So each right. each chapter is like its own merit badge. I was a Boy Scout. Yes. So I figure I give the, give the reader a merit badge with each chapter. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love your description of your dad uh, being, you know, Darth Vader with a Boston accent. That's kind yeah. of how you viewed him, right? Yeah. Well, he'd say, get in the car. Every Saturday morning, <laughs> he'd wake up me and my brother, get in the car. And we'd go downstairs. We had to get in the backseat of the car. You know, we'd drive. No talking in the car. We'd just sit there. Where'd you, you go? Know. I mean, we, we would go to some some bicentennial celebration or another. You know, this was this was in the 70s. It was all about the bicentennial. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was uh, 76, right? It was the 200th anniversary. But we were always going into Bunker Hill. You know, we grew up in the Boston suburbs. Okay. So we would go to the Freedom Trail. We'd uh, go up the Old North Church. We'd go up to Bunker Hill and uh, get on Old Ironsides and all this stuff. My dad liked to take us to places where he didn't have to do a lot of talking. He was a, you know, a silent type. Mm-hmm. So we'd go, we'd go into the museums. We'd hit, but he spent the day with the boys. My mother would take the girls. My dad would take the boys. And we'd always go in. And I talked to my brother about this. I'm saying, why were we always afraid to say anything to our dad? And he's saying, I don't know. It's just the way. <laughs> you, well, there's, there was that level of respect. I mean, now you go to some of these places that you mentioned and, you know, the kids are running wild. They're on their phones and, yeah. you know, it is a different time. It's funny you say uh, that about going to these um, important places with your father, because when we just had the Memorial Day parade in our town yeah. and we went and it rained and a lot of people didn't show up and we're like, you're going, it's drizzling. We live on Long Island. It's going to be okay. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you get out there and you you do your thing and you teach your children. One of the things I found most endearing in your book is that you had a diary. Yes. I love this story. Tell tell us how did a young boy or, you know, you were, how old were you when you started keeping uh, a diary? It was about 16 that 16. I started and I, I went to a high school assembly and we had somebody, I don't know the athlete. I wish I could remember his name because I want to thank him. Are you listening? But it was, yeah, it was either, it was one of the the Patriots or one of the Red Sox or, uh, you know, one of the Bruins. I don't know. It was a Boston athlete. And there was a Q&A after his uh, speech and someone asked him, do you have any advice for kids? All right. And he said, keep a diary. And I thought, well, that's it. You know, it seemed like a kind of a girl thing, yeah. a diary. But since an athlete was saying it, I thought, okay, uh, I'll do it. So I started writing in a diary every day. And it's amazing when I look back because I remember my childhood. I was going to say, how do you have the material? I mean, this is maybe how you have this much material, but starting at 16. But you remember going to kindergarten on your first day yes. at age five. I have great memory of the earliest times from basically age three to age 10. I have a very kind of photographic memory. Wow. of these stories. 
and I remember details and, and the people and the names and everything. High school, I would have forgotten if I didn't have the diary. Oh, interesting. So it was great. And then I look back, and it's all there in black and white, all the girls I was obsessed with. Yeah. And it's amazing because the diary is, first half of the diary, it is all Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> of course. There is no, there is not a female mentioned uh. in, unless it's some kind of wizard of the of the dark or something like that. Then the, uh, the minute I, right after my first girlfriend, I did a play, mm. and that's all in the book, the description of my first play and my first girlfriend, Ann Lynch. I'll never forget it. And after that first makeout session with Ann Lynch, then there's no more Dungeons and Dragons mentioned. Oh, it's what just do you know? Gone. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so what what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn looking back on your childhood? Obviously, this is what the book is about. But, but looking back at what it was like then and what it's like now, how can we? You said, you know, like take a little bit of, of that Americana and, and bring more of it back into our lives today. But how do we do that? Well, it's kind of a lot of my life was structure. You know, it's people say, you, you, you know, you weren't really afraid in, in your childhood because you said you were a happy kid. And I'm not talking about real fear because it wasn't it was just you were kind of intimidated by mm -hmm. these uh, authority figures. But, you know, my dad was like I said, he was the he would come home from work and all the kids would go running. <laughs> you know, all the kids in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. they were all afraid of my dad. So it wasn't just me. He was definitely the meanest dad in the neighborhood, you know. But we had a clarity to our lives. He was, you know, he didn't pass up an opportunity to, he didn't talk much, but he would give us a lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember one time talking about moral clarity. Do you remember when Freddie Prince, this isn't in the book, I guess, you know, it's <laughs> kind of dark. It's like a dark memory. And, right. and the book, I, I try to keep it light. But Freddie Prince committed suicide and they were on the news reporting it. Right. And they said, Freddie Prince has committed. And I remember him from Chico and the Man. We yes. loved him as kids. And my dad was watching the news with me. Freddie Prince has committed suicide at age, you know, whatever age he was. He was a young guy. And then my dad just said, what a turkey. And he walked out of the room. And I remember thinking, you know, it's a, a turkey. He's a turkey. I thought it was time to be sad, you know. Right. But he was telling me, his son, yeah. that that's not a good way. You know, that's not responsible. Right. To, to be, he, you know, the guy was a father. He left his son. So, you know, whether my dad really thought that or not, you know, whether he was that un unfeeling, you know, he 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 wanted his son to know that it's unacceptable. It's that kind of moral clarity, you right. know. So I would always take lessons from my father like that. It sounds like he gave a lot of unfiltered responses yes. to many different things. Yeah, he had a real, you know, there was a, a in, in very few words, I talk about my first, I, I, I approached him one day and I said, I'm going, can I go to Karen Barker's house? I'm going to go swimming at Karen Barker's pool. And he sat me down and he said, let me tell you about women. He's like, I'm like, you know, I'm in sixth grade. Smile at him. Yeah. Smile at him. That's what he said. Right. And that's, I'll never forget that. And then, you know, in junior high, I remember I'd walk up to girls and I'd give them that goofy smile. I, I took his advice, mm -hmm. you know, but he was, he, what he was telling me was, you're going to be an adolescent soon. Mm -hmm. He was like, that's the line. Smile at him. You don't right. need to be doing any more than that. Right. Try and there not... was a priest in my local parish, Father oh. Corrin. Oh. He sat me down one time and he said, are you doing any girlfriends? I said, well, you know, and he said, hold hands. That's all. Hold hands with them. So smart. Yeah. So smart. I'm so taking the, all of this. In they were right. giving me limits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that. It's like the old fashioned childhood is, it's about limits. You know, it's about boundaries. And even though, like I, I joke about being scared all the time, but there was a, when you went to put your head down on the pillow at night, mm -hmm. you always felt safe. Right. You know, so I always want to tell people that don't mistake this. This isn't about like abuse is real. There yeah, is real abuse in the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mean dads in the sense of those old fashioned dads 
who knew how to discipline kids, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that feel the way you do, that feel like we need to just take a step back um, and and look at what life used to be like because things are just kind of crazy right now. I mean, things are out of hand in the world. Yes. Um, as we turn on TV and, you know, with my son and the London thing, and I said, I might, I think I have to go into work. And he said, why? I said, there's been an emergency. What's an emergency? He's four. I'm like, yeah. okay, how do I, you know, like, I mean, exactly. it's a different time of, of trying to explain things to kids. And I, and I love the article also that you had written recently about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, oh, yeah. You know, talking about that and, and taking a look back at that era as well. And there's, um, you know, that that feeling in this book. It's a really sweet book. It's an important book right now. And Father's Day is coming. So yes. this is going to be obviously a great gift. So uh, before I let you go, what do you think would be the most surprising thing that people would learn about you that they didn't know? You're a funny guy. You have all these great cra- – I mean, your resume is incredible. You're, you, it really is. I mean, you know, if you if you don't know, you've got the ragtime gal, so you are in a barbershop quartet. I sing barbershop with Jimmy Fallon. That's very no – not deal. many people can say that, no right? No big deal. That's right. <laughs> you've been on Conan. You've been on Late Night, Last Comic Standing, uh, worked with Broad City. I mean, you have uh, this incredible resume. So we know that you sing, you dance, you're funny, you write. But what would people find most surprising about you? I think what they find surprising about me is – when they get to know me, because they say, oh, he's a comedian, he's silly, they might see me on TV, whatever. But you'd be surprised that I'm the mean dad in my neighborhood, you know, because I'm a goofball on TV. Mm-hmm. But when you get get me around, uh, you know, the kids on the playground, mm-hmm. I'm the work it out guy at home, oh. you know. So the parents are like, oh, there's that comedian. Oh, I know that guy from TV. Oh, he's funny. And then they'll see me with the kids, you know. A lot of these parents, they hover over their kids. I'm not a helicopter parent mm-hmm. because my, my parents weren't. Mm-hmm. So I'm up in the Bronx and we're, we have the kids on the playground and they say, oh, so-and-so was pushing me. He was bullying. I say, work it out. You know, the parents are about to intervene. I say, don't, 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 don't. Let them work it out. I'm always saying, let, let the kids work it out because that's what I did. Right. Because that's how I learned to defend myself. Can you myself. apply that to a four-year-old? I mean, I think you can. Like my mother, I mean, when I was four, my mother said, punch him back. The kid across the street was pushing me. And I went inside and said, he's pushing me. Now, today's helicopter parents, they would go out and intervene. But my mother said, punch him back. And she sent me out the door again. And I punched him back and he beat me up. He was bigger than me. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But I learned, I mean, I learned to deal with it because then we did have to work it out. We were neighbors. Right. So I learned, even though, you know, it took me, you know, a couple of tries with him. But the thing is, kids can work it out. Mm -hmm. So you you can be a little bit of a meaner, a meaner parent Mm -hmm. and... You know, no one's going to be like we were before. Right. Now, my dad used to reach for the belt. He never pulled it out. Right. But he reached for it, and I thought he was going to use it. That was the thing. Yeah. That he convinced me he was going to use it. Now, today's kids, I mean, you reach for the belt, they're going to laugh. Right. Because that might, my, I mean, right. <laughs> my and kids somebody's know I'm not the going police. for the belt. Yeah. But, but I'll, at least I'll take a little. I'll say, work it out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's some good advice. And it's a great book. It's a fun book. And and like I said, it is an important book. So uh, the best of luck to you with this book. And I hope that people will pick it up, not just for Father's Day, because it is a good Father's Day gift. I say it's a big fat Father's Day card. It really it's is. It's a card. Yes. Don't get a card. Just get the book. It's filled with words. <laughs> and we'll be looking for you. So we follow you on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter at Tom Shalou. Uh-huh. And TomShalou.com, it's all there. I'm very easily and very reachable. You can email me. I, I mean, I like to hear from people. Mm-hmm. I get emails. I'm, you know, you go to my site. Hey, Tom, I like hearing advice? feedback. No, I mean, it's like, 
even in the book, I don't really give. A, I like to tell stories, and you can take from them what you will. Right. I remember <laughs> when Tom Shalhoub did this. <laughs> All right, Tom Shalhoub, congratulations on the book "Mean Dads for a Better America: The Generous Rewards of an Old Fashioned Childhood." Pick it up today. Follow him everywhere on social media. You won't be disappointed. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm smiling. Can they hear me smiling? I think so. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm Laura Ingle. This is Fox News Radio. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.